<laughs> What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to the Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. And uh, you are... Yeah. He's into it. Uh, we have a, wait, it looks like we have a new co-host this week. <laughs> All right, I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is... Yo, what's up? Highlight your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. Mwah. Back on the scene, crispy and clean, your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Tribble. What up? You were just in Germany and Amsterdam and shit last week? Ah, I hate yeah. you a little bit. It's a good thing I love you, man. And? Tim from last week. There he is. Uh, we are here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4456 Main Street, hey, making a ruckus. Hey, Alright, so we have some correspondences, fellas. Ooh. Tom Fremgen has written us in. It's titled Gutter Talk 387. Just wanted to say, when people talk about characters who have stayed dead, I think Captain Marvell wins the no prize. Mm. He's been dead since 1982. Though I understand recently he's been re- resurrected twice, only to be killed again in the same stories. So in comic terms, I'd say that still means dead. As for comic book companies spoiling things, I do recall when they killed Captain America after the first Civil War, there was no hint of it, and comic stores were upset because they underpurchased the comic. So, lesson learned, I think companies now try to let shops know in advance when they can order enough copies. Always fun, Tom. Hi, Tom from Jim Jim Jim. Jim. Hey, Tom, <laughs> how you doing? Stop doing the voice. <laughs> okay. I will, thank you, that's much better. Uh, all right, so Randy. Uh, Marvel died and never really came back. There was a yeah. scroll that came back and during Secret Invasion, yeah. that story was amazing. Yeah. yeah, and there was I forget what the other one was, maybe like from back in time or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think there was a time travel but thing. Marvel right. yeah. himself never came back. Um, You're right, That's and what it I think Marvel was pretty serious about that because he died of cancer essentially. Yep, and they the one of the great things about that book is that every race in the universe had some version of cancer there was even and a cancer verse yeah and they went looking like all over the cosmos for us cure for cancer for marvell and there wasn't one and I, I think for them to bring him back would would be a, a bit of a disservice to cancer patients be like oh no we got a cure here don't worry about it don't worry it. about it's it fun. yeah and i respect that i like that a lot but then that brings to mind immediately things like um, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, who was shot through the spine, became not paraplegic. Quiet. No, yeah. Was yeah. paraplegic? Para, para. Yeah. She became paraplegic and became a very important character, uh, and then they just fixed her back. Well, I think an argument editorially, because this really is just an auditorial decision, is that um, she was shot by the Joker. So it happened kind of like in a like a comic book type of way. If I remember, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember Captain Marvel, he developed can like like no. nobody gave him cancer. No, you know what it was? Uh, uh, it was a it was a canister yeah. of something. I forget what it was, but it was something radioactive. Okay. And he breathed it in and he got cancer from that. Okay. Uh, I mean, granted, it, it developed. It wasn't like speed cancer, but it, it, that's where he got it from. But he didn't breathe it in in that book, like in 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 the book, the the death of Captain Marvel. I think they no, I think they referenced no. that yeah. it's something yeah, that yeah, happened yeah, yeah, yeah. some yeah. time ago, yeah. and now he discovers that yeah. you know I have cancer, yeah. which is the way most you know yeah. cancer happens. Uh, was it, 
thought it was related to the nuke. Is it nuke? Nuke was nuke was involved. The, the exploding guy. No, uh, nitro. 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 Maybe nitro. it was nitro. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he ingested a gas. Yeah, it was okay. a gas. Right, it right. was a gas. Right. Yeah. Which gave him cancer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you know what? The, see, the Barbara Gordon thing, I, I have less of an issue with because there are people that are walking again. Okay. You know, not, not I mean, obviously they're not swinging from the rooftops and whatever, but when if you want to, you know, when you when you place it in that sort of comic book sort of spectrum, when you hang out with Batman, you've got all you've got access to all sorts of stuff Batman that nobody else has. Own back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all like right. A decade all right. I got you. I, I got yeah. the comic-y versus that that's so, that so and and I guess there's overcoming vi- the vi- violence done to you. Yeah, true. There's there's always coming back. No matter what's done to you, there's at least some form of, of and it's metaphorically from, yeah. coming yeah. back from a violence that's been inflicted on you, as opposed to nature running its course. Exactly. And giving you the cancers. All right, I'll go with that. That's cool. I'm yeah. into that. All right. So. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So that was the first part of his email, and then. Comic, you know, we were talking on the last gutter talk about Marvel spoiling things versus uh, being spoiled like by the websites and stuff. Like yeah, that. thank you, right, gossip right. websites and what right. have you. And so Captain America was killed after Civil War. Cap twenty five, yeah. Yeah, and we, no one knew it was coming. Yeah, I remember that because we had you know enough for subscribers and whatever. And I remember reading it was like, oh Jesus, <laughs> oops. So and, that didn't... and that day, that day, people were like, um, do you guys see any of that Cap twenty five? Nope, gone. Yeah, I I thought they didn't put it out there. They I thought they put it out, put it out there. And, and it Maybe it was that same day that I saw it in the news. It wasn't long enough ago that it was, you know, it was a a, a, a technology thing. Yeah, the right. internet was still right. There. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think we were a lot of us were still reeling from it didn't happen in Civil War number seven. Yeah, which, which is, is what where we expected, we expected it. it. To. We're like, oh, he's just locked up. Okay. And, 20, then 25 and, get, and 28 5 comes out like the next week and surprise oh you actually did decide to do it yeah shit okay so but that's what i'm saying so people expected it though yeah but so, so it wasn't well, wholly I unexpected was, but i think that's still different they thought because something you were, was going to happen but it, it didn't get put out there a week before yeah. got you i got you i got and you and what's happened a lot lately is that yahoo gets a hold of it and entertainment weekly gets a hold of it and nbc news gets a hold of it and then everybody knows about something that's going to happen before it happens, and you're like, uh, okay. And and to respond to Tom, who wrote in, there's a difference between telling everybody, telling yeah. the internet that Captain America is going to die, and sending an email to, to your retailers. retailers. Yeah. And sure. I, I wish that more retailers were reliable enough people that they could get that information and keep it a secret. But then, of course, you do that, and then the retailers all go, Hey, guys, everyone come buy this Captain America 25 because he's going to die. But I've even known people that go, Hey, you're going to want to look at this. Yeah, that's what they I do. They tell you, but it's very obvious. And people go, Oh. Yeah, at my oh. shop, you know, with Civil War 2 number 3 came out, <laughs> I said, Hey, you might want to take a look at that issue. Something happens. It's a big issue. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much, Tom. From Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> for emailing us. Uh, and let's see, we have more correspondence. More correspondence? More correspondence. Holy mail, Batman. That means we have two listeners. That's insane. This this might be my mom. Her name is Don Keel. <laughs> and she says, it pains me to say this, but you lost a nerd level after the comic crushes episode. 
couple episodes back, we talked about uh, animated cartoon crushes we may or may not have had growing up. Yes. Um, oh, we, oh, we had them. And he says, how could you heterosexual men forget about Jessica Rabbit? Shame, shame, shame. And I'm assuming, you know, I sort of read that in the... Shame. 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 Suck a butt, Don Keel, a.k.a. my mom. Because I did say <laughs> Jessica Rabbit on the show. You did indeed. But I think Tim cut me off or Maybe said I that... spoke over you. Cause yeah. Because you're, you're an idiot. I might be, yes. <laughs> not, not about that. No, just about everything else. Everything yeah. else. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I did say Jessica Rabbit. I think that counted because she was se- purposely sexual. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like she was meant to be crushed. All right, but he continues. He has very good points. Uh, Regarding the last Gutter Talk episode being overly un-PC isn't about being mean to others. It's about not worrying that everything you say would be misconstrued or offend someone. It's a subtle difference, but it is a difference. My response, whenever anyone says, oh, you're just too PC, my response is PC is a word for people who, uh, they use that word to describe, well... I don't get to make fun of whatever I want to anymore. I have to consider other people's feelings now. Well, that's you're just being PC. So that's in response to that. Okay. Uh, and that's actually a good point. Uh, I can see that. What do you guys think about that? Oh, Don. Oh, Don. <laughs> <laughs> no, Don, Don, Don. Uh, all right, so the concept of, of political correctness, for me, I get the idea where as a white guy, you're sort of used to being able to just sort of say what you want mm-hmm. and nobody's going to do anything about it so you miss the archie bunkers and so on and so forth but it's there's a, there's it's come to a point where maybe you can't say what you want all the time yeah and if if you choose to fine feel free i'm not going to i'm not going to try and stop you but now there are consequences mm-hmm. and you know and as a dude i'm I got to deal with the same thing, but if I'm going to say it and I feel it enough to want to say it, I'm going to say it and I'll deal with the consequences. Um, but I'm not going to tell somebody to go back to the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Like that's not my thing. But if, if, but if that's what I was about, if that's what I wanted to say, I could still say it, but Twitter's going to get mad and everybody else. So, you know, it, deal with it. I don't, I don't care. Go crazy. Say what you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, that, that term PC may be overused or misused sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the atmosphere that is out there is that you can't sit and just bask in your privilege to do or say whatever willy-nilly. It actually brings the point that um, an interesting thing that I just found out today is that Twitter, on Twitter, you know how everybody, like uh, like uh, a lot of your big stars, they've got like the blue check letting you know that they actually are, it's actually really? them. I didn't know yeah. that, but all right. I've oh. learned something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, well, it, that used to really just be for like, you know, bigger name stars or entities and stuff like that. But Twitter has actually now implemented a program where you can submit to have yourself, uh, uh, get that blue check for yourself. Basically, you know, putting it out there that, yes, this is me. Right. And that... This has been verified. Exactly. Right. And it, 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 breaks, it um, breaks through one of the biggest stumbling gaps of, of Twitter is that people can basically 
put out whatever they want mm-hmm. without any accountability. Yep. And now this this breaks through one level of that accountability that you have to be held a little bit more accountable for the the bile that you may be putting out there. You know what I'm saying? That is is, is that you know because of the PC nature that we live in? No, but it's just um, it is um, the evidence of the real world that we live in and you just got to deal with it like randy said so one of the things that people forget i miss me some all in the family too and Mm. i was too young to enjoy to really enjoy it when it was on the air but the point of archie was archie said things that we're not supposed to say that was the point of the show it wasn't that you should be allowed to say whatever you want to say norman lear wanted you to learn that there are other ways to think about the world than the way you've thought about it for generations. Yeah. That was the point. So no, you can't still just talk about blacks and Jews and and Puerto Ricans and whatever in any way you want just because somebody's going to go, well, that's not PC. No, you can't because they're humans and you should be nicer. Well, that's all about the the context. It worked. It worked on that that show. It's one of the best shows of all time. It's the thing is, is that when people want to bring that aesthetic into the real world, that it just right, they don't work. And the problem I have with this conversation on a daily basis is, I agree, you there are people's feelings to consider, and you need to take those into consideration. But then there's also, I feel like we can't enjoy anything anymore either. I feel like every day I see something on yeah. Facebook that says, "I hate this movie, and here's why you should hate it." I hate this comic book, and here's why you should hate it. And blah, blah, blah. And this is offensive to this person. And this is offensive to this person. So everything offends somebody. And I I have so much trouble riding in between those lines of like, yeah, we have to consider other people's feelings. But also, just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. One of the the things I was talking about before is that it's very generational. Yeah. So you have a generation of young people that expect to not be offended by anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Case in point, the whole big deal about the Ghost in the Shell movie. Ah, Scar um, Joe. Uh, Scarlett yeah. Johansson starring in the Ghost in the Shell movie, and uh, I forget the name of the actress that's playing her mother. It's a Japanese woman that's playing her mother. Oh. Um, and Americans are kind of upset that Scarlett Johansson is playing the lead in in the movie, but the Japanese aren't that upset. Mm. Yeah, they're fine with it actually. And so they, I they wonder, understood the mechanics of the decision. Right. And I wonder, and went, okay, when do you let people have their own offense or oh yes i do agree like, with yes, that no, you're right We've i seen agree that with that too. but do we also how aware are we of the fact that maybe they just don't expect better of us they just go oh look americans cast blah 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 big deal big surprise uh, uh, you, i mean so i'm just from, from what i read of it it was less of a big surprise than it was big deal like, yeah it's, it's a movie yeah. like this it's is a, a cool thing that's gonna get hap- that's gonna happen yeah. fine yeah. Um, and they like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Stop being offended. <laughs> yeah. Stop being offended for. Everybody. Yeah. You know what? Right. I don't. I don't expect people to be offended for me. I appreciate. I have, I appreciate it. But if I'm not offended by it, I don't need you to, you to tell me that I should be offended by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. if, if it's gonna offend me, you'll know. Mm-hmm. I don't need your prompting. Mm-hmm. You know. So you know, let it be. And if if you want to, if somebody wants to say something and get something off their chest, that's their idea. Go for it. But be prepared for the consequences. Randy will knock you the fuck out. <laughs> I, and the, the great thing is, I probably won't. I probably won't. 
find the people that will. <laughs> <laughs> So the big story this week. Why do you sound like a pirate. <laughs> Does that sound like a pirate? Alrighty now. Yar. Um. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> so fuck much the, vitriol on this show. Fuck the plank, you son of a. Anyway, so uh, the big deal this week, uh, if you could call it a big deal, it's kind of whatever. Uh, Frank Cho has left. Wonder Woman, he was doing the variant covers for Wonder Woman for DC Rebirth and all mm-hmm. the hoopla that's going on right there. And Greg Rucka is the writer who is uh, writing the series. Writing the balls out of that thing. Too. Is he? I have only read like one, Rebirth and one. Has it been good? Yeah. Okay. Sorry to cut you off real quick, but um, catch me up. Wasn't Frank show uh, exclusive to Marvel for a while? Like, how recently has he... The last thing I remember him doing for Marvel was... Uh, that one Wolverine book. Um, oh wow! And it wasn't Savage Wolverine, but he did yeah. Wolverine. It was, was Savage, it Savage Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was doing covers and the interiors on that, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was gorgeous yeah, and okay. hysterical. Okay, so, uh, so and that was the last a... thing I remember him doing. I don't know when. I don't know if he was exclusive to them or not. Uh, but he obviously was doing a lot of work for him because he's been with him for a minute. So I guess he's a free agent now. That's yeah, that's yeah. all I remember seeing. Okay. So Frank Cho released a statement, I think via Twitter or elsewhere, I'm not even sure, via the interwebs, that said as follows. Oh, Bleeding Cool is who he told. Of course, of course it was Bleeding Cool. All the problem lies with Greg Rucka. Everyone loves my Wonder Woman covers and wants me to stay. Greg Rucka is the only one who has any problems with the covers. Greg Rucka has been trying to alter and censor my artwork since day one. Greg Rucka thought my Wonder Woman number three cover was vulgar and showed too much skin and has been spearheading censorship, which is baffling since my Wonder Woman image is on model and shows the same amount of skin as the interior art. And it's a variant cover and he should have no editorial control over it. But he does. WTF. I tried to play nice, not rock the boat, and do my best on the covers, but Greg's weird political agenda against me and my art has made that job impossible. Wonder Woman was the only reason I came over to DC Comics. To DC's credit, especially art director Mark Chiarello, they have been very accommodating, but they are caught between a rock and a hard place. I just wanted to be left alone and do my Wonder Woman variant covers in peace. But Greg Rucka is in a hostile power trip and causing unnecessary friction over variant covers. Uh, To which Greg Rucka declined to comment. Good for Greg Rucka, I say. This whole thing has a petulant style to it. Mm. Uh, and I think that a lot of what Frank Cho has been doing recently on the internet can be described as a petulant child. Oh, people got upset at Milo Minera's Spider-Woman cover? I'm going to keep doing that, but it'll be funny because I'm writing outrage on the cover. Th- that, to me, has been very disappointing because I love him as an artist. I think he's fantastically talented. He draws beautiful women. But there's something really childish about his response to all this of like, oh, people are offended. Let me keep offending them. And then he gets bothered that he's being censored. Like he has made it his point to intentionally piss people off. And then he gets upset that he's pissed somebody off and that there was a consequence to that. Mm. There was um, a few. This is going back a long time ago. 
um, back when Tomorrow Tomorrow Publishing were doing their modern masterworks, master yeah. and they yeah. did a Frank yeah. Show one. I have it, and I, I have it too, and I and I collected it because I am a fan of his artwork. I have one of his How to Draw Beautiful Women art books. It was in reading that book, however, that I lost my love of Frank Cho. Tell me more. He can draw his butt off. You, the, you, you'd be um, insane to say otherwise. But in that book, as much as you can, meaning, you know, it is reading, so you, you're kind of reading in the context of it. He comes off as such a douche. Yep. And a person who um, it's his way or the highway. Uh, um, he's like, he's God's gift to artwork and to comics. And it really, really pissed me off. That And, and mind you, this book is, is, is a few years old. But in there, he's talking about like all these these projects that he's about to do and he's he's doing this book that he's going to be writing and this book and this book and this book and even then in the midst of when this book came out i knew that one there was no way and he he was going to be doing all of this stuff he's like announcing all this all this stuff and two he was already late on stuff yep so it was like dude like what are you what are you doing and after that since that book came out Everything else afterwards, I can see visages of him being a dick. Yep. Books running late, mad late. Him picking up on books and then having to drop out or doing the Brian Hitch um, thing where you've got to bring in a ton of inkers on his books. Um, him announcing stuff and then all of a sudden it, it not going. All the way to, to this, where I, I'm saying big up on Greg Rucker, but just, just his his, his statement is like, yo, these are variant covers. He shouldn't have any type of editorial say on this. No, he should because he is the one that they, DC has hired to craft the story and the direction, of, direction the of the character going forward from this point on. He, Frank, is the bigger name in the industry, not you. Just because you can draw the same pretty woman and put a different costume on on her yes you beefed her up for your wonder woman covers but it's basically still the chick from liberty meadows all right let's be honest she's just on steroids on the cover now that being said i think the the artwork on the book on the books are beautiful they oh, are great stunning they're stunning yeah but the one where the, the the third issue where they had to do the whole cropping out of yeah i do see their point i do see the point as well but i, I think it's a little silly the cropping that they did the edited version is more sexy than the original version. Because it's suggestive, because you can't see the whole booty, so you think there's she's more not, booty to see and there's they, no panties. They cropped out the underwear, and now it just looks like she's not wearing underwear. So my imagination, being what it is, goes, hey, Wonder Woman's not wearing underwear. Well, You're a disgusting uh, pervert. That is true. Well, yeah, that well is I got to be honest. I, I look at that image on number three, and I don't necessarily think that she doesn't have any underwear. I think that it maybe is a little odd that the the um, picture is goes off the cover like that. Right. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that you know she has no underwear. The they, composition makes it right heavy now. Right. True. Yeah. Right. 
But uh, uh, I understand them doing it because while he didn't show a lot of underwear in the original art, as the Bleeding Cool um, article shows, uh, it, it still was enough that it was it sexualized the image that didn't need that. It, it, it was unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? And it's very likely that they cropped it the way they did because, you know, Frank, it was in, a, in, the midst of, in the midst of his rant, may have been like, I'm not redrawing anything. Right. This or they get. just were like, oh, well, this is what you get. Or they just like, maybe they're, um, and who knows? Him saying that, you know, I'm off the book now and everything like that, I, would, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that if the, the real story is that Greg said, I don't want him on the book. They got him off the book. And he's, he's trying to save face, and he's he's saving face. I because, hope this is not the case because I don't think that's saving any face. Well, I don't think he I don't the think he tone, knows how to save face, man. The I tone mean, of his letter was so petulant and but, childish. But, but that's know, him. To him, to him, it, it feels like it, doing it this way for him makes him think he's in control. Ah. Yeah. But I I think Len might be right. I think the decision to crop that cover and let him go ah. from the variants. Might have been the same conversation. Yeah. And, well, and we, don't, we and, don't have any. I mean, this is, no, all this is all speculation. It's all speculation. But this also goes back to, and and yes, I, I'm sure there are plenty of artists who over the years have said the writer should not have final say on my art. And I do understand that. But at the same time, I think this goes back to DC Editorial saying we have gone with Greg Rucka to, to do this, one of the Trinity books. For two years or whatever, coming out of rebirth, this is huge. We need him as the core of this this machine. Because he had done a pretty popular, a pretty good run before. And frankly, Frank is just the variant cover artist. You know what? We can get another variant cover artist. Hey, Milo Monero, what are you doing? Variant cover, buddy. I mean, it's. It really does, business-wise, make sense. If if the writer is not pissing you off, stick with the writer who you've set this up with. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's the guy, the, he's the director of the ship. So the guy that does wants. the second cover every month. Yeah. Not that big a deal, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the, the Bleeding Cool article shows the the original art from the covers. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the three covers. From what we can see... Well, no. What they show is the... Final art for the covers. Yes. We don't know how many sketches Frank had to do before he to even got approved. to the inking stage. Yeah. Okay, very true. But again, you don't. That's you speculating. That's true. Yes. You don't yes. know. You don't know. So if, if so, if we're just taking it as those images, and, and let's just say, let's just say for the sake of argument that those images probably did come about through three sketches that boiled down into that final yeah. artwork. That's not a lot because really when you're doing covers, you're doing – most people are doing thumbnails anyway. Mm-hmm. Frank, unfortunately, because he was basically – you know, everybody like kneels at the altar of Frank to get him to draw your, 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 you know, your, your buxom woman and everything, especially his time at Marvel when he was coming off of the heat of Liberty Meadows, is used to being able to just – do what he wants yep. because they are just going to go nuts because Frank's going to sell books. You ask for Frank Cho, you get Frank Cho. You get Cho. Frank Cho. Well, yeah. now it's 10, maybe 10 years later down the line and 
art, as much as it does sell books, comic books are back to um, where they should have always been a combination of the art and the story selling the book. So meaning that Frank show is not just enough to sell your book, which means that Frank, if he was to put out that, um, that, Shana uh, or Shanna, the She Devil book mm-hmm. that he did. If he was to put that out right now, it's not going to sell like it did then because nobody's checking for Frank Cho art like that anymore. They'll just buy the Frank Cho art book. Right. You know what I mean? So you're he's not the big man on campus anymore, and he's just got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Suck Damn. it up. Damn. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, oh. I have no. I, I, want, I don't know if we've said this. I have no problem with the covers. Oh, and the great. covers are great. They're beautiful. The covers so far have been gorgeous. And, and even, I, even I, I, I have a tendency to go, uh, all right, maybe you don't need to see the boobs and the butt. That's a physically impossible right, thing right. for a woman to be doing. I noticed those things, and I thought these were strong, yes, evocative, beautiful covers that I had no problem with. Right. Yeah. Even the third one, which had a little bit of a, a panty shot, if you want to call it panties. In the way, original whatever, art, right? But. Um, but again, you know that's it, it's that's, not my call. That's why I'm not in editorial or not in yeah. art direction or whatever. And, and you know, there, I saw people online who were given a hard time to Rucka because they pointed to the covers of the Rucka run, which were by Greg Fucking Horn. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a whole bunch of covers on that run where you're just like, oh, that's awkward. But that's fine for back then. This is now. This is now, yeah. and you know it's a different time now. So it, and also maybe he didn't want those covers back then either, but he didn't have enough of a say like because say. he wasn't the Greg Rucka. Right. Yeah. And now he wants to, because you know you look at his his revoir, you don't see the, um, you see Walking, oh God, not Walking Dead, Whiteout, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It's a woman in a parka. Right. Yeah. You never see sexy yeah. Whiteout cosplay and stuff like that right so this has sort of been his thing yeah. the whole time so i can imagine maybe back then he was like do we have to have ass shots on wonder woman and they go shut up write the book well and it, like it, now but it could also have been the conversation of hey by the way a sexy cover means people pick up the book yeah and there there was absolutely a time when nobody really read wonder woman yeah. and and it had nothing to do with good stories bad stories good interior art bad interior art People just didn't pick up that book, and a flashier cover did make a difference. Yeah, back then, yeah. I think, I think... Even 10 years ago. Even 10, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think these days, more people are reading for stories than I've ever seen. It is an exciting time for books, and there is no reason for seriously gratuitous shots. But again, go back to the covers that we've seen so far. I didn't think for that particularly yeah, bad. Yeah, I thought they were but, great, actually, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I think I would want to keep Greg Rucka happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Email us at info at poptardsgo.com or... Hit us up at blacktribbles at gmail.com. And uh, we will talk about it on the show. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Johnny Destructo, your host. With me this week was... The Bat Tribble. There he is. Ten from last week. And we lost the Super Triple. Super Triple had to peace out. Because the kid was getting their rocks on. Uh, we will talk at you later.